from Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. It is the national news for week commencing January 31, 2021. Maybe 111 years ago, we, the WIA, commenced, but 100 years ago saw the SARL start up. SARL? The Finnish Amateur Radio League, and using their year-long special anniversary call sign, OH100SARL, it's being used from the Allen Islands January 29 through January 3 for this weekend's CQ Worldwide 160-metre CW contest and for a few days afterwards. And operators include Marty Lane, OH2BH. Floating in a tin can was Major Tom, only to be outdone quite a few years back by that floating-in-space Russian cosmonaut suit rigged as a satellite transmitting as SuitSat-1. This week, a true horror story from the darkness of space involving the return of, you guessed it, SuitSat. I'll have more of that in the broadcast a little later. Our new edition of AR Magazine is ready to hit, and Roger, VK2ZRH Editor-in-Chief, has something rather special. A look at Valentine's Day. And no, no word yet on if this will be a sealed section. Roger will join us more, and also this week, the man from Snowy River, who moved to the NT. WIA Director and Secretary Peter, VK8ZZ, looks at WIA Merit Awards and WIA DX Awards. The WIA AGM is the time of year when the WIA announces its annual Merit Awards. Nominations are currently open for the 2021 Merit Awards. The WIA Merit Awards program identifies and recognises sustained, outstanding achievement in the field of amateur radio that furthers the science of radio and or for service to the WIA. It plays an important role in promoting excellence with nominations made by members and the final decision made by the WIA Board of Directors. Nominations are made using the specific form that is available on the WIA website. If the nomination is successful, the awards will be announced at the WIA Annual General Meeting. All of the WIA Merit Awards are not necessarily awarded every year. Full details of all of the WIA Merit Awards, including the nomination form, is on the WIA website under the Four Members tab. The WIA has an excellent DX Awards program. The program has been operating for many years and has operating awards which have proven to be both attractive to radio amateurs and shortwave listeners alike. The WIA DX Awards Program is managed by the WIA Awards Committee under the management of Graham VK3GA. All awards are free to WIA members. Submissions for WIA DX Awards are all made online. The WIA DX Awards categories and specific rules are explained on the WIA website under the Four Members tab. This has been WIA Secretary Peter, VK8ZZ. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, Editor-in-Chief of Amateur Radio Magazine. Well, another issue of AR is at the printers. The first issue for 2021 is scheduled to be delivered on or around the 4th of February. Judging from past experience, the majority of you who are either members or subscribers will receive your issue in time for... St. Valentine's Day. 
Apart from the romantic reason for celebrating the 14th of February, brought to the sensibilities of Western thought by that famous poet of the Middle Ages, Geoffrey Chaucer, the date has many reasons to be marked on the calendar. But more of that later. Listeners will be asking. I can hear Graham, VK4, Baker Baker, and John, VK4JJW, champing at the bit there. What are you serving up for us this issue, Harrison? It's another theme issue, this time focusing on digital amateur TV, DATV for short. Prolific author and WIA rep at international meetings, Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, presents a detailed description of his own DATV station. When I received Dale's contribution, I thought that our readership might care to know, quote, the broader picture, unquote, pun intended, about DATV. I cast a challenge among some practitioners I knew, seeking an article on the subject, and I was pleased to hook two replies. Dale VK1DSH shot me a snappy article on DATV covering the which, what and why of the general subject. Hands up who can tell me the difference between DBBS and DBBT. Dale explains in his inevitably succinct way the state of play with DATV and VK today. The other response to my challenge came from Roger Jordan, VK5YYY, who details his journey with DATV and how he found his path in amateur radio. Heartfelt words from an authentic enthusiast. If anyone at this stage is entertaining thoughts that we may have abandoned, albeit temporarily, the traditional amateur interests you hold dear, think again, dear friends. One author we haven't seen in AR for a while, David Doc. Westcombe Down, VK5BUG, has been back behind the keyboard and delivered an article entitled A Vertical Beam for 7 Megs in Suburbia. Displaying typical ham radio ingenuity, Doc sets out how he designed and built a multi-element beam for 40 metres using readily available component parts which can be assembled by one person. Not only does he tell the story, he illustrates it with a series of salient shots from his camera. As you would be aware, every amateur licensee is required to have a basic knowledge of electromagnetic radiation safety and to assess the risk that your station presents in relation to human exposure to your RF fields. To simplify the evaluation and reporting requirements for most transmitting stations, including amateur stations, the ACMA has adopted a system of compliance levels, titled simply Level 1 and Level 2. You are required to determine the compliance level of your station. But how do you know if you comply? Well, Martin Luther, VK7GN, offers some help with his article on visualising your electromagnetic radiation limits with Google Earth. Hands up all you contesters out there. Do we have a story for you? Three guys from a small Brisbane club, affiliated with the WAA of course, conspired to win one of the entry categories in a WIA-sponsored contest, all for the sake of a weekend of fun and a paper certificate to post on the club wall. In a wonderful bedtime story, the triumphant trio tell us about how to mount a VHF-UHF field a multi-operator station and win your category without losing friends, breaking the bank or going bonkers. It's a cracker. A song of joy and praise to the VHF-UHF field days. This issue, we have quietly introduced something new. I'll let you find it, something the Publications Committee discussed late last year. 
There's a whole lot more. As I said before, sit tight, it will soon be with you. Apart from Valentine's Day, the 14th of February has significance in many ways all over the world. Australia got decimal currency in 1966. A bunch of US college students launched YouTube. The League of Women Voters was founded in Chicago. And the list goes on. This has been AR Magazine Editor-in-Chief Roger Harrison, VK20H for VK1WIA News. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hello, and as always, international news is with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate, Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline, and the worldwide sources of the Wireless Institute of Australia. We begin this week's international news from the Baltic. A month or so back, WIA National News brought you the story of how an Enigma machine was found on the bed of the Baltic Sea. Now, archaeology enthusiasts scanning the Baltic Sea for lost treasures have stumbled upon six, yes, six Enigma machines which were used by Nazi Germany during World War II and were likely thrown overboard in a panic. Some of them have been obviously already been made unusable before they were disposed of. A couple of keys peaked out, said one expert who believes Nazi Germany created more than 100,000 Enigma machines to help beat the Allies, yet only 4,000 have been discovered. Many of them were likely destroyed after the code was cracked by a British team of codebreakers led by mathematician Alan Turing. This team managed to crack the code by analysing the position of the three rotors each day. In the United Kingdom, RSGB NRC volunteers recognised. Despite the RSGB National Radio Centre NRC being closed to visitors since March last year, a lot of work has gone on to install or upgrade the radio station setup and supporting PC applications in the radio room. Many of VK Amateur has made the pilgrimage to Bletchley Park, the home of the RSGB National Radio Centre. The NRC 80 metre net has also run continuously every weekday and a slow Morse training session has been run for the volunteers. NRC coordinator Martin Baker, Golf Zero Golf Mike Bravo, has highlighted the special assistance provided by three of the NRC volunteers to enable these things to happen during these challenging times. Nigel, Golf 4 Romeo Whiskey India, the help given in setting up the software at the NRC and his superb commitment in running the NRC net. Dave, Golf 4 Uniform Foxtrot Sierra, helping setting up the Oscar 100 station, and John, Golf 4 Foxtrot Zulu Alpha, the help and enthusiasm given when running the more sessions each morning. News from the United States. Amateur Radio is co-leader of just-published blood plasma research study. Scott Wright, Kilo Zero Mike Delta a well-known amateur radio contester and past editor of the National Contest Journal, NCJ, was a co-principal investigator of a research project into the use of convalescent plasma to treat COVID-19 patients. The study appeared in the January 13 edition of the prestigious New England Journal of Medicine. 
The study began early last April under the co-leadership of Wright, Kilo Zero Mike Delta and Dr Michael Joyner, MD, both of the Mayo Clinic and among many others Dr Peter Marks, MD, PhD of the US Food and Drug Administration. Dr Marks is Alpha Bravo 3 X-Ray Charlie. The Mayo Clinic was the lead institution for the program. The US government-supported study collected and provided blood plasma recovered from COVID-19 patients containing antibodies, it was theorised, that could help these individuals fight the disease. US President Joe Biden has designated FCC Commissioner Jessica Rosenworcel as acting chair of the FCC. She succeeds, at least temporarily, the former FCC chair Ajit Pai, who resigned effective on January 20. Prior to joining the FCC, she served as Senior Communications Counsel for the United States Senate Committee on Commerce, Science and Transportation. Before entering public service, she practiced communications law in Washington, D.C. In this international world of ours are many a dangerous area. Now, the Intrepid DX Group is inviting nominations for the individual or group that most displayed their intrepid spirit in 2020. For the purposes of this award, the intrepid spirit is bold, courageous, dedicated, innovative, fearless, generous, resolute and visionary in their approach to amateur radio, the organisation says. We want to recognise those individuals or groups that activated the rare, difficult and dangerous places in 2020, exhibiting an unshakable commitment to the amateur radio DX community. Submit nominations via email by February 15, 2021. The Board of Directors of the Intrepid DX Group will evaluate the nominations and the award will be presented in May 2021. Look on qrz.com or Google Intrepid DX Group. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. On now. CQ Worldwide 160 metres CW contest January 29 to 31. CQ Worldwide 160 metres SSB contest February 26 28. CQ Worldwide British WPX contest February 13 14. International DX CW contest February 2021. 20, International DX phone contest March 6 and 7. Commonwealth contest BEIU 13 14 March. WIA John Moore Field Day 2021. March from UTC 0100 hours on Saturday 20 to 0059 hours Sunday 21st. The CQ Worldwide SSB WPX Contest March 27-28. The CQ Worldwide CW WPX Contest May 29-30. April 25 AM CW Anzac Day. Monday 25th from 9am on 7125 kHz AM. Harry Angel Sprint will be May 1st 2021. 10 hours to 11.46 UTC. The VK Shires, June 12-13 in 2021. Winter VHF UHF Field Days, June 26-27. DX Window, Bulgaria. LZ 1340B is currently to celebrate the 1340th anniversary of the first Bulgarian Empire. QSL via LZ3SM. UK Sovereign Base Series on Cyprus, ZC4. Gary. 2M1DHG is QRV as ZC4GR for the next few years. Activities mainly on 40 to 10 metres using SSB, FT8 and possibly SSDV, PSK31 and WSPR in his spare time. Israel, 
Forex0RMN is operating from the Ramon Crater, Israel's largest national park in the Negev Desert, only until tomorrow, that is the 1st of February. Send QSLs to 4x6ZM, LOTW and EQSL. A certificate will be available for working three out of the four special stations that are operating as part of the ongoing Land of Craters program that kicked off last year. For more details, visit qrz.com. ZL100RSE throughout February will celebrate the 100th birthday of the first meeting of NZIT's Branch 5, the Christchurch ARC. Taking some pride in this next special event is Scotty, who is joining us. This is Scotty reporting in for Pride Radio Group. Victor, Kilo, 3, Papa, Romeo, Golf. Pride Radio Group will be operating the special event call sign VI2021 Pride throughout Sydney Mardi Gras, February 19th to March 7th, Midsummer, April 19th to May 5th, Pride Month, June 1st to June 30th. QSL cards and awards will be available for contacts made with VI2021 Pride. For more information, visit the Pride Radio Group website at prideradio.group. I'm Scotty for Pride Radio Group. Polish Amateur Radio Union 90th Anniversary Awards. Last year, 2020, I made note of the Polish Amateur Radio Union celebrating its 90th anniversary. And to mark the occasion, they ran an award scheme, 90 years of the PZK and 95 years of the IARU, which proved very popular with operators in Poland VK, in fact, all over the world. They ran 14 special calls for the event, and they made close on 100,000 QSOs, working 171 DXCC entities. The closing day for downloading the certificates has been extended to April 30, 2021. Log on to 90.pzk.org.pl, where you can search their online log to see your award status. Last hurrah for last man. Finally, we close operational news from the WIA with this report from Amateur Radio News Lines and Neil Rapp, W8VPG, and it's all about that TV show, Last Man Standing. When the show wraps up its final day of shooting this spring, it's going to be saying farewell ham radio style. The primetime show, which became a showcase for amateur radio through its main character, Mike Baxter, KA0XTT, is leaving the air after nine years but not before it gets on the air on the amateur bands. Executive producer John Amadeo, AA6JA, told Newsline that a big farewell special event is planned for KA6LMS between March 14th and March 30th, the last day of the show's production. At that point, the mailing address of the Last Man Standing Amateur Radio Club will also change to 11684 Ventura Boulevard, Suite 810, Studio City, California. California 91604. The show grew even more popular after star Tim Allen made things real by getting the call sign KK6OTD. It also featured guest radio operators on the set during meal breaks. John told Newsline, rather than have it slip away silently, we should have one more activation of KA6LMS now. With operators from the Great South Bay Amateur Radio Club, the K28 Special Event Station, and the 12 Days of Christmas, Christmas, the activation will give everyone a last chance to work KA6 LMS in an ambitious special event. Be listening on CW, Sideband, D-Star, DMR, Ready, PSK, and FT8. 
consider it one last hurrah for last man standing. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. Available on RF and on demand 24-7 from the wia.org.au website. Media Watch and Ham Radio's Suitsat returns in a short horror film. Suitsat loses its innocence in a new video, a short sci-fi thriller called Decommissioned. Inspired by true events, the video resurrects the 2006 spacesuit satellite that transmitted messages on two metres as it circled Earth. The original Suitsat 1 project, conceived by an amateur radio on the International Space Station team, repurposed a decommissioned Russian Orland spacesuit to function as a free-floating amateur radio transmit-only satellite. In this film, a Suitsat returns in the future to haunt International Space Station Commander Diaz, played by Joey Vieira. Diaz spies some distant space debris and radios Houston to express concern. As the object closes in, an increasingly anxious Diaz recognises the debris as Suitsat. Then, this is Suitsat, comes a voice on the ham radio. Decommissioned, the film, was directed by Australian filmmaker Josh Tanner. Now, special interest group news with Cole, VK3GTV. Welcome to the segment, and first up, it's digital. Our RAOTC gang will recall a song Bing Crosby made famous back in 1941, Did Your Mother Come From Ireland? Well, whether your mother, uncle, friend, or you just want to contact anyone in the Emerald Isle, there's a new Yesu C4FM digital gateway in North Dublin area. C4FM Wires X Gateway with the call sign EI2PMD, located in Dublin, became active on the 19th of January. The gateway is operating on two metres and is linked to the CQ Island Room along with systems from Galway, Limerick and Northern Ireland, YSF Island, DMR Talk Group 2724 and the Peanut App. It's the first digital system to be placed on the air in Dublin and it's expected to cover a wide area. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Faith, Hams Support Communications at Indian Religious Pilgrimage. An annual religious pilgrimage in India once again had the support of a local amateur radio club, which this year also made use of a satellite. Amateur Radio Newsline said the call sign AT2GSI wasn't your average DX. It was being used between the 9th and 19th of January by members of the West Bengal Radio Club where hams were calling QRZ from Sagar Island, IOTA AS-153. There was a lot more to this activation, however. The hams were also present on the island, as they always are during the annual Hindu pilgrimage to where the Bay of Bengal meets the River Ganges. Using handhelds and a ground station for the Kata Oscar 100 satellite made them even more capable this year of keeping emergency support communications open. More than 700,000 pilgrims took place. That's almost three-quarters of a million. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. AMSAT CubeSat, part of Unusual Virgin Orbit launch. An unlikely launch system, one using a 70-foot rocket fired from a converted Boeing 747 jet, sent 10 small satellites into low-Earth orbit on January 17th. One of those CubeSats was AMSAT's RedFX Sat 2 slash Fox-1E, the fifth and final Fox 1 satellite built by AMSAT. It was constructed under the partnership between AMSAT and Vanderbilt University and carries a radiation effects experiment. 
Hames should have been able to decode data from telemetry and experiments using Foxtelum version 1.09 or later. But Command, even though trying a multitude of sequences, that that might overcome the problem of nothing heard from the beacon. As time draws on, they continue brainstorming and steps to activate other functions that would provide proof of life. This until they exhaust all possibilities that they're able to draw from the expertise and satellite experience of engineering team and operations team, drawing from the design of RADFXAT2 and lessons learned in the FOX-1 program, as well as from any missions prior to AMSAT's first CubeSats. AMSAT still needs your help, as always, to help detect any sign of activity from RADFXAT2. This includes ability to listen for local oscillators or transponder driver output in the case of a failed PA. The CubeSat launch was a demonstration flight staged by billionaire Richard Branson's California-based company, Virgin Orbit. Worldwide special interest groups, internet linking of repeaters. I mentioned an app, the Peanut app earlier. Peanut is an app for Android or Windows developed by PA7LAM that allows VoIP communication on unique rooms of which some are connected to D-Star, C4FM or DMR, and output via gateways or repeaters. This is an excellent system for those who do not have radio equipment. Firstly, it's necessary to register your call sign with D-Star and DMR so that the system will recognise you. It's wise to have a PDF or snapshot of your licence handy, as this will be requested for the DMR registration. Clive, VK6CSW, joins us now. In Worldwide Special Interest Group News, Radio Amateur Old Timers. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6CSW, reminding you that the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's first bulletin for this year goes to air tomorrow, Monday, February the 1st. Perth members are also reminded that the next lunchtime meeting at the Basie is on Tuesday, February the 9th. The program starts with a summary of the latest club news, after which Ian VK3JS presents three articles. The first is entitled Small Crystals, an article which first features in OTN magazine for September 1985, followed by an item on potassium batteries, after which Ian tells us about William Bragg, the Australian physicist and Nobel Prize winner. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is most welcome to listen to the program and to join in the callbacks afterwards. The monthly RAOTC bulletin is transmitted on a wide range of frequencies and modes, including UHF and VHF FM, HFSSB, D-Star, Digital Mobile Radio and Echolink. Regular listeners will of course have their favourite time and frequency to tune in, but a full list of transmissions is on the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au or simply Google RAOTC Broadcasts. If none of the transmission times suit you, you can download the audio file at any time from today from the RAOTC website. If you do listen this way, a brief feedback comment would be appreciated. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Once again, tune in tomorrow for the February RAOTC Bulletin, and don't forget to join in the callbacks afterwards and say hi to Clive and thank him for keeping us all informed, which I'll do right now. Thanks, Clive. On to Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting. 
And don't dare forget that Girl Guides Thinking Day on the air is about 20 days away, on the 20th to 21st of February. Station registration can be made on the UK Girl Guide website. The Alara Echolink Conference Station will be available for use by Girl Guides during the weekend. And for more details, contact Norma on vk2il at fandon.com. I'm Cole, VK3GTV, and I'll catch you again next week with more Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Rolling down towards the end of WIA National News for January 31 of 2021, it's a look at the social scene. Remember, due to COVID-19, always, always, always check Events Direct for up-to-date status information. Now, in VK4, a Weissen event at the Ipswich and District Radio Clubhouse, February 13 from 10 a.m. In VK3, the WAC Hamfest at the Italian Sports Club Werribee, February 21. Yes, it's Hamfest time, and the WAC Hamfest is the 21st of February, the first Hamfest in Victoria for 2021. In the last 12 months, they've ticked all the boxes and have all the protocols in place. Pockets have been full for 12 months to fill up and vendors have not been able to sell, so bargains are said to be in abundance. At this time, 25, yes, 25 confirmed vendors with another three weeks to go. Hamfest is in the same place as last year, the Italian Sports Club of Werribee. Huge venue, heaps of parking, major and minor door prizes, all undercover and indoors, food supplied from 9am, free tea and coffee, the only western suburbs Hamfest in Melbourne. Entry is $7, doors open from 10, entry tickets will be on sale from 9, and tickets include one free draw in the major prize, extra tickets no doubt available for purchase. Tables are also available, $20 each. Please contact Andy K VK3 VKT. Now till next we meet. As I say, walk softly. I'm Graham VK4BB. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.